wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Podcast, your boys Matt, Brian, and uh, we are continuing after being so inspired by our last movie review. That's right. That uh, we wanted to do another classic adventure. Classic adventure. The old with the old swashbuckler. The old a uh, 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 trope that I am now more familiar with. Mm. That's near and dear to the old heart, you know. Well, talk talk about it. What's the, what what for you kind of defines that swashbuckler role? Just this like uber charismatic, mm. just like controls the room no matter what situation. Mm. Just always has a back as a as an exit strategy and an, an attack strategy no matter what. That's right. Just can never be caught off guard. And even when he is caught off guard, that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So we think of some classic swashbucklers. We think of like a like a Jack Sparrow, mm-hmm. right? Um, like a. Like an Indiana Jones, like an Indiana Jones is a yeah. bit of a swashbuckler, like a uh, a Rick O'Connell, yeah, is a bit of a swashbuckler. Yeah, and uh, if you take two movies and smash them together, two movies that we've reviewed before, two right. movies that we love a lot, yes, and you smush them together, mm. you get the movie reviewing today. And those two movies are The Dark Knight, yeah, <laughs> and The Princess Bride, and, no. the Princess Bride. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much, and, yeah, and, and that gives you. The Mask of Zorro. Mask of Zorro, nineteen ninety six. Six. Nineteen ninety. Was it ninety eight? It might have been ninety eight. Man, ninety eight, yeah. ninety nine for movies. I wish it fell into the ninety nine so it could continue uh, been, my. Uh, your theory? Yeah, my my thesis. That nineteen ninety nine was the greatest year of movies of yeah. all time. Ah, it's ninety eight. Oh, just just a dollar short. Yeah, that's a shame. But when was its release date? Maybe uh, it was July. like it was uh, July. July. It wasn't close. Yeah, it was just. It was, it, it's a blockbuster. Movies too hot for not to be out that's, in the summer. That's right. That's right. And uh, we are talking the titular character, the, this role that sort of defined his career, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> yes. Alejandro. As Mexican have, as uh, I am, but I mean. And, and, and you have even less Mexican. Even less uh, Mexican. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony as, Hopkins as, as, <laughs> as the OG Zorro. Diego de, de la Vega. De la Vega. Yeah. And then his Mexican daughter, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Who's also not Mexican. Also not Mexican. She's Welsh. And then... <laughs> it's uh but you know by the end of the movie you don't quite care you know you even have Stuart Wilson as uh as Don uh what is it, Don Mon- Montero or something oh okay yes and uh yeah Don Montero oh Don shit Montero, I got that right yeah. and uh as a corrupt like uh Spanish politician which I guess makes a little more sense at least he's from Spain you know and then you would just have Lily White uh uh, Captain Love. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie, it has, it's one of the, like we talked about with the Even mom. Tony Amendola, the guy who played the Don, the, fir- the Don, his most loyalist Don. Oh, yeah. From Connecticut. No! <laughs> <laughs> He's Italian from Connecticut. Italian? From Connecticut. Shit. Damn, talk about whitewashing. You see that a lot sometimes, though, in like movies Especially that are like Hispanic people, yeah. they'll just make an Sicilian yeah. do it. Yeah. I think that this definitely plays... In, I mean, we, we would be remiss not to say, like, obviously this is whitewashing yes. a thousand percent. Yes. The only reason why this movie was made 
the way it was made is because I'm pretty sure it's a Hollywood studio is, I don't know any Mexican actors. Probably. But yeah. I know Antonio Banderas is, is like hot right now. Catherine Zeta-Jones is out there being hot right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a Hispanic person playing a different Hispanic person might not be so bad as a Welsh person playing a Hispanic I don't want to make that call. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I'm not really in the place to make it yeah. myself. Um or maybe I am, I <laughs> but I don't know. But I'm not gonna make that call I'm because that I call. personally thought that everyone in the the whole cast was fantastic. I thought, yeah, the cast yeah. was a fant- It was a fantastic cast. Like, and I'm not gonna like sit here and lie and say that I did not enjoy right all of it. Right. But I'm just gonna say like I didn't make that call though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it's just something to be acknowledged that this movie that takes place in like Mexico, California. Yeah. And it's very much about like Mexican pride versus like California. Zorro is like, a, a Mexican way. hero. He's, yeah. yeah, he's the he is an inspiration for Batman. He is an inspiration right. for a lot of superheroes, like like the Robin Hoods and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's important to mention that it's a bunch of like white people and Antonio Banderas. Yes. This. Yeah. Um, where is Antonio from? Antonio, I think he is from like Spain. Oh, he's actually from Spain. Damn. He is. Uh, sorry. He. Uh, let me let me find him real quick. So the. Uh, this is going to happen a lot throughout the throughout this review. I'm, I'm warning you now, Brian. Sure. Um, I'm going to be reviewing, comparing this movie either directly or indirectly to He's the from movie Daytona Beach, Florida. No, I'm kidding. It's, it didn't load yet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although he might have been born in America. Could have been. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be comparing this to the last movie we did, The Mummy. The Mummy. I think it's fair. When we watched The Mummy, we were just like, "Damn, this is a classic action movie." And because it, it did everything right, and it had everything that you wanted in adventure. I'm not even going to try to... It's from Spain. It's from Spain, okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but um, funny that the, the Spanish guy was playing the Mexican fighting against the Spanish. Spanish. But, um, but yeah, but he, I mean, but again, he killed the he, role. And, he and did. We're he gonna, embodied it. He, he embodied just... it. And then he bodied it. Yeah. You know? And this movie has everything. It's got the charismatic lead. It's got the charismatic and just undeniably gorgeous uh, 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 love, uh, romantic oh, interest. Yes. You know, it's got the 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 tutor, the the old uh, the old hand, the, the old wise, yeah, the, the old, old wise hand. master. Oh, yeah. It's got the the personal stakes. Mm. It's got the big set pieces. Yeah. It's got the great special effects. It's got yes. It's got it's got amazing choreography, a good score. Mm. You know, it's got the it, it's it's, it's got, got it everything. All. It's got it all. You know, and and there's a lot of uh, and then uh, oh, uh, not to mention the strong character arcs. Oh, for both Alejandro <laughs> and Diego. Yes, both. and in a way, uh, Elena too. But this and oh, and the movie's hilarious. It's got great great <laughs> comedy, and in that way. I think it, it hits the same thing that we liked in Indiana Jones and then The Mummy. Right. And, and honestly, in Curse of the Black... And, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean as well, which eventually we'll review. I think the guy who did the music for this movie... I was just looking that up for you. Oh, yeah. Is the same guy who's worked with James Cameron. Wow. On, like, Titanic and Avatar. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I also know the screenwriters for this movie were the screenwriters for Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, that's yeah. why you get that... You get that you get that they, feeling. They got yeah. the formula they down, the formula, and yeah. they and they hit it twice. Yeah, they, we should. It, we're gonna do pirates eventually. We we gotta do pirates eventually. Gotta it's like the first one is so underrated because yeah. I think the direction the rest of the franchise went. It's in. been forgotten yeah. as what it is. It's, yeah. a, it's a classic. A true it's a Disney classic. Disney classic. It changed their like way of doing movies for a long time. Oh, how's that? Because like I remember like a lot of Disney live actions were not great. 
And then this came around and like, okay, well, this is our formula. Now we'll do like live action retailings of everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then they it also like gave them the courage because the Pirates of the Caribbean was just a ride. Right. So, there yeah. was no story there. No, you just you you did the Pirates ride, right? I did. It's fun. Uh, there was a point where, um, you know, like right after you do that initial dip, yeah, that no one sees coming, and then uh, you're like sailing past the ship battle, mm-hmm. and I'm on the edge, and I'm just like. And my, and my sister, you know, she's scared of everything. And she's just like, you're like, yo, I'm going to get wet. And I was like, yo, chill. Ain't nobody going to get wet on this. It's pirates. <laughs> and then a cannonball just drops right next to you, you know. And I forgot about that. I had no idea. And it splashed the shit out of me. <laughs> oh. But well, uh, That was one of the rides that caught me way off guard the first time I did it. Like, with, like, how good it is? Like, or? That's, like how big it is. Yeah. Like, how ma- like I didn't expect it to be that massive. Yeah. Yeah, because you you, you kind of get out of the ride and you're like, where did they put it? Right. You know? <laughs> that's, a, that's the crazy thing about, like, Disney is that, like, they have, like, these, like, normal-looking buildings and mm-hmm. you go in it's, like, this mad, like, even Universal did it, too, as we talk about theme parks. Yeah. Uh, even, like, with the Harry Potter shit, mm-hmm. like, the the Gringotts or whatever. I, have, I actually haven't been to Universal since Harry oh, Potter shit. was brought in. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, so I they, hide, they hide, like, Gringotts well? Yeah, like, you go into the bank thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and whatever the dragon... I don't know what it was. We should probably watch Harry Potter. Probably. Maybe I should, <laughs> so I should know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, like, you do this ride, and it's like, you go into, like, you go through whatever the bank is called. Right. And then you go into the back room. I think you were right. It is Yeah, the Gringotts, yeah. Gods, yeah. And then you go down these stairs, like, you go down spiral staircases, and it's just this massive, war- like, room, and you're like, there's no fucking way. Like, this right. is, like, yeah, you came yeah. in here, like, what the fuck? For real. Like, even going into the Wizarding World from the main park, because mm-hmm. I didn't do, I, when I went, I didn't go from, like, the Hogwarts Express across to the Islands of Adventure. Mm. I just, like, oh, this building looks weird. And I just walked through a little wow. door. And, and like, there you were. And there it was. It was, like, wide open. I'm like, it's holy awesome. shit. Like, it's awesome. Caught me. There's actually, uh, speaking of those, like, optical illusions in Disney, because I, I just went, like, last month, for anyone that doesn't know, um, there was two... That like really like caught my interest. Uh, one is that when and they're both in Galactica in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. And we eventually will we'll circle back to Zoro, but <laughs> <laughs> we got we got time. We, we got, got fifty one minutes. To okay, get we're back only to Zorro. nine minutes in. Yeah, perfect. So the first one is uh, when you are in that area. Have you been there yet? Not yet. I was when I went to Disney. They were building. They were it. building it. Yeah. When you're the exact in that, opposite of you with of Harry me. Potter. Yeah. Well, it is kind of also like a. Me when I went to Epcot and they're building the gal- the Gardens of the Galaxy like, oh. roller coaster right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wasn't there for it, but um, for Star Wars, there's like essentially like a like a wall, like a mountain in the wall, mm-hmm. and there's like a little tunnel underneath. And as soon as you go in, not a tunnel, but like a cave opening. Right. And as soon as you go through that opening, you're there. Whoa. And it built. It's designed in a way that it builds the like they they built mountains all around Star Wars. Oh, that's land. awesome, guys. Just that when you're there. You can't see anything, any other part can't of Disney. Can't even see Tower Terror. Right, exactly. Yeah. You are no longer in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, because they're super immersed Edge. in the Star Wars. Very thing. immersed yeah. there. Um, Which is crazy. Like that that cruise thing that they're going to offer, that yeah, like, the hotel. Cruise, that's insane. Like, that's ridiculous. You got 2000 to spend on that? I thought it was more. I thought it was like 5000 Oh, really? I think if you... Uh, it's Yeah, it's $2,000 a night. Oh. Yeah. I mean, shit. That's it's like two days. <laughs> that's why I... That's why yeah. I went to like, school, look, you know. It's like, look but, at that! Hey, that's cool. You know, enjoy, guys. Um, but it, and that also kind of becomes like a. Also, if I didn't have to do Mikey's bachelor party next year, I'd do it myself. You would go because I would have my Christmas money. Oh, you would have dropped all the. I would have just dropped it? like a hundred percent. Like if I didn't have to worry about his bachelor party, 
Because yeah. I'm blaming him for me not being having a good time. <laughs> just right over Preemptively, Preemptively. Before you've actually had, had a, a bad time. I had a terrible time. Yeah, you, you, you know what's going to happen. But, like, just to blow, like, $2,000, yeah. I'd be like, all right, yeah, whatever. Let's do it. It's one of those once-in-a-lifetime things, probably. Exactly. It's, like, yeah. one of these things, like, all right, well... Because I, I... It's a wild flex, too. So, so like, because I don't really go anywhere. Yeah. Like, you, like... The most I spend my money on are these stupid little trinkets that I have. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's like there's a line that I won't cross. Whoa. Like, the line is like over $100. Gotcha. Okay. It's not like, I was like, oh. like For I a Funko. Get... Yeah, for a Funko Bob. Like... Actually, I was at the Think Geek store by Penn, and I saw they have like the al- the aliens, like Ripley and oh, the... Oh, shit. In the in, mech suit? In the mech suit uh, Funko, which mm-hmm. it was pretty sweet. I mean, anyway. Yeah. But it's like, to do something like that is, because even this past year, I saved most of that money to buy out my car. Right. I spent the most of it Congrats, on... Congrats, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. I still have to pay $15,000, but, like, I bought the rest... <laughs> I bought my car back, so... But, yeah, like, um, like to have just, like, that big vacation thing, mm-hmm. like, that would be, like, wild. Yeah. I mean, also with the I shit... I mean, that's, that's, that seems like a bachelor party kind of thing. Just the cruiser. Yeah. And it's so, only this one guy who gets to go. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else is Everyone has pitches to, in for him to just go. like, all right. <laughs> Enjoy, pal. Everyone gives him $200 so he could go yeah. for these two days, and we'll just... Hang out. In... My my goal, as far as my career, is to make enough money so that I can just constantly do that. Do that. I can just do that. Yeah. Family trip down to Star Wars. Yeah, land. yeah, yeah. Exactly. But uh, oh, but that does mean the second optical illusion. Right, right. Disney. So there's a ride, a new ride, Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. It's in Galaxy's Edge, and I don't want to spoil it because it's a very like immersive experience. Gotcha. But there's one in the very beginning. You like they you're it's you're like outdoors mm. and you can actually see like Poe Dameron's X Wing like Sick. yeah it's so cool and you walk past this X Wing and you go onto this like shuttle mm. that's supposed to take you to um, the Rebel base right. right and you get intercepted by the by the by the yeah, the first order mm. and um, and you get you know boarded quote unquote so you're like standing on the shuttle like it's a city bus like it's a bus and then like the doors open and what's crazy to me is that you know, they board you. They actually have stormtroopers yeah, that yeah. walk on. Yeah, and like and like first order like captain like boards and he's like, Okay, like get out now, you're gonna be interrogated, right? And, was, and yeah, we're all like standing there, he goes like get out and we're like, Oh, oh and we walk you're like, I'm from New York, this is yeah, not yeah. my stuff, like, not right. my problem. <laughs> <laughs> my guy, I gotta transfer a Broadway junction. Like, You're not gonna be able to. I ain't doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking showtime's in two hours. I gotta get yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt at first. I was like, oh god, the goddamn showtime dancers. Showtime's here. Uh, but then, then they were serious. And I when I was on the sea today. <laughs> well, what's crazy is when you get off, right. it's not outdoors anymore. Well, You're fuck. on the first order base now. Oh no. And I and in my mind, I'm just like, and that's like the first like five minutes of the ride. But like in my mind, I'm just like. How did they actually move this shuttle? It's like... How did they make this happen? You remember those, like, old... Friends? And it's huge! <laughs> so, like, like... Yo, it's, like, enormous. Like, the whole ride is in there. You ever see, like, on Instagram, they put out, like, prank shows from, like, European countries? Yes. Where they, like, yes. put a guy they in a porta potty Yes. spin it around? It, it felt like that. A hundred percent, bro. It's it like, felt oh, like that. I'm in a boardroom now. But no, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm on the Millennium Falcon. Maybe we'll see to present on, on the, the quarterly spread, and I... I but I was just... Taking a match, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, like they make it like a red carpet for you. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. whoa, whoa, all right. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like that. Uh, that's um, a... And it was it was absolutely sick. I won't spoil the rest of it because we're going next gonna, year, yeah. and I want you to feel that ride. I'm gonna be wilding out. It's a wild ride. It's so yeah. cool. But uh, also, we got to ride the Falcon. 
Yeah. Because that Smuggler's Run is sick, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. So many things to do. Yeah, I know. In, like, but one day that, like, he wants to go to the parks, get it all done. The half day. a day that, yeah. like, he wants to dedicate yeah. to it, yeah. Oh, uh, shit. So, yeah, Zorro, huh? Zorro. So, like Zorro I Zorro is a stunt show, by the way. Like Zorro what? is a... It needs a stunt show in, like, Universal or something, yeah. right? Because it's just... There's the special effects in this. We got explosions. We got a man standing on two horses. Almost three. And then going over a man with a yeah. horse. We got a man jumping from a building to land on his horse. And then and the horse hilariously just moves out. I think I, I said it during our Young Frankenstein uh, episode. And I think it may be our Blazing Saddles episode. But horse comedy yeah. is good comedy. It's good comedy. Because they're so big. And they're like these massively gigantic creatures and then if they just do something it's like oh that's pretty funny mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and the, you know the special effects were well shot mm-hmm. they show you everything they show you a lot they show you a lot considering that it's like it's very clear when they're using stuntmen yeah but they showcase it in that like for example, obviously, you can tell if you look at the guy's build. It's not Antonio Banderas riding two bigger, horses at once. Guy has a bigger chin. Yeah. <laughs> but you're so immersed because yeah. they're because they're showing it to you, so you're, like, so into it. You don't give a shit. But that's also, Zorro doing that. I also feel that's, like, a, a slight nod to the TV show. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, they definitely saw the stunt double. Right. And it's like, and it's right. fine because, you like you said, you're in the moment. You're immersed. You're like... It's fucking Zorro, and it's also the mask, so it could be anybody. It could be anybody, and that's sort of one of the themes of the movie is that, uh, you know, anybody could be Zorro. Yeah, <laughs> even though not anybody could not, be Zorro, no. it had to be Antonio Banderas. Yeah. but uh, as it was passed down from Anthony, spry, nimble yeah. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from a from a story perspective too, it's um, the the you know, the I you mentioned like the old TV show. Mm. I, I thought it was really cool that this movie kind of starts. Sort of like at the climax of that old TV show. Yeah. You know? With like the, he's defeating him. Like, yeah. Like you could kind of see, like they they allude to all the history behind like Don Rafael and yeah. and Diego de la Vega. And uh, with the with the, like Esperanza and everything. And you really feel like you're like, it makes the world feel lived in. Yeah, it's a slice of life. Like, yeah. it's like this is just another day. Like these characters have interacted before. You don't need to know when they've met. You don't need to know what made them enemies. It's like it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Rich guy bad, rich guy good. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, and we definitely have to talk about the Batman um, influence. Influence, or, um, well, the, like the two way street. That yeah, that, that, the the the, the, re- the reciprocal yeah. uh, relationship. I forgot what is it. The symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. of Batman and Zorro. It's because like this came out in '98. A couple years before that was Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. and then Batman Forever, and the Burton Batmans. But you could see, like, they definitely, the Zorro cave is definitely, like, thanks, Batman. It's 100% a bat, bat cave. Yeah, because it's got, like, a spinny thing in the middle. It leads up to his mansion. Yeah, it's from a fireplace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's, a, that's cool. Like, yeah. like, yeah, like, Martin Campbell, the director, definitely was, like, I'm paying homage to this. Like, it's pretty, like, wild, because they are very, because I even think in one of the adaptations of Batman, they go to see the Mask of Zorro, the original Mask of Zorro, and that's when his family. That's when his family. Yeah, was I, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with that actually. Yeah. With that, uh, I think I've, I've seen. They didn't go to see Bats on Broadway. Like, is that someone said? What's that? No, that's like Christopher where... Nolan's one. Oh, Christopher Nolan. They, <laughs> like they, they, they would go see the, Broadway. The bat specific play. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's usually Mask of Zorro. It's a Mask of Zorro because yeah. he's because Bruce Wayne has always been a fan of those kind of ca- uh, characters. Like it was the Grey Ghost and mm-hmm. then Zorro and. Mm-hmm. 
so on and so forth. The Phantom. The Phantom. Yeah. Which it was an option. We could have watched the. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm glad I'm happy with their choice. Believe it or not, I, <laughs> I think so too because it like I said before like with bad movies that, and I haven't seen the Phantom in forever since I was 11, so that's over 20 some odd years ago. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, you'll be able to say those things soon. <sighs> uh, you you kind of like. Well, I, it have, runs, I can say it for this movie, too. Yeah, it runs the risk of, like, I know it could be bad, but is it boring bad, mm. or is it, like, interesting bad? Right, right. And I think it was boring bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, no. I think it's the same as this movie, too. It's like, ah, oh, but just a guy takes up a mantle for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, what's cool about, one of the things, it's not simply, like, the old man's like, here, like, here's the reins, let me just die in the corner. Right. Like, like. Anthony Hopkins as Diego de la Vega has his own investment Mm -hmm. in this conflict. You know, Mm -hmm. he has his own nemesis, his own connection to Elena, you know, his own goals. And it's, uh, it's like a cool thing that I guess it's not laid out explicitly, but you can kind of see this, the, the internal conflict between the two heroes. That's that roguish swashbuckling attitude where it's like, yeah, he'll present you with something. But there's something behind the back. Right. He's got that little dagger. Right. His little I mean, dagger was taking care of his own business. It takes him the whole movie to even tell yep. Alejandro what his uh, true history with Don Rafael is. Yeah. You know, and uh, nah, it's it's and it's it's done so well because you it you, wanted... you fought for this movie too. Like you were like really yeah. fighting. For I've this. been fighting for like a couple months for yeah. for Zorro. I mean, yeah. it's not like I was, like, no, stomping no, my feet and saying no. We like, just had oh, other things to, yeah, to do. Like, yeah, Kind of just like, all right, well, we can do this. We just had other movies to do. Yeah. yeah. It was more just, like, as we're looking for that movie, at Caesar, we're like, oh, that movie's great. We should do that movie Right, soon. yeah. And then fucking they drop, like, oh, Candyman came out today. The new one? The, the new one? one. Yeah, the oh, new wow. one. Yeah. yeah, well. Well, we'll see it. We'll see it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get there. We'll see it. We'll get there. Um... But yeah, see, that's that's exactly how our pre-production meetings happened. go. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, it's all right. oh, but this thing happened. Oh yeah, all right. I guess we should do that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like, do we go for like an old classic or the one that just came out? Right. Yeah. And honestly, we've been not really doing the ones that just came out. I think it's better because I mean, I mean, you're high trained statis- and whatnot. Statistically, it's not great. But then again, like, how many, you know, Suicide Squad reviews can you listen to? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, exactly. I, I mean, I liked the movie. Like, I liked Suicide Squad, but I would, like... Well, we it, reviewed it, too. Yeah, we reviewed <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, I'm kicking our own fucking product. But, I mean, like, I understand that there's a... There would be... There's a lot of competition. A lot of competition. It's, like, it's, it's so movie. much. Yeah. Especially on film Twitter and everything, but, like... Saturated. Yeah, it's a saturated market, but then, like, you see, like, oh, they did fucking this movie? Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Let me check that shit out. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember Mask of Zorro. It was awesome. I wonder if it holds up. Right. And we're here to tell you that it does. Well, it fucking still holds up. It holds up heavy. I mean, yeah, if you want you to put that social shit in the background. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You can kind of just enjoy it for what it is. And they, they don't make it hard. No. You know? It's like, it is so, it is that such That Welsh a... girl pulls off a nice Paso Doble. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There was there was no uh, no white guy. Oh, there were there were a couple of white guys, stunt guys. Yeah, <laughs> and they kind of like stood right out. Yeah, but none of them were like, "Can I have a quesadilla, senor?" Right, you know. Right. But like, it's fine. Like they there was just... there was one white character, which is Captain Love, who did say things that. Although Three Finger Jones or whatever his name. Oh, was. that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he got shot twice. Yeah, he didn't have much of a, a speaking. <laughs> oh, I mean, he spoke a lot. Called but... someone a peckerwood. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite old-timey, like, 
Southern Saints. Southern Saints. Oh, you pecker wood. You pecker wood. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's talk about the... Well, I, for me, the main thing that I want to... That action boss? The action boss. That action yeah. boss, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that, sure. All right. Um, so, the movie takes a while for you to get a lot of action. It starts off with a nice big scene mm-hmm. where Zoro, like, say, like prevents this execution. Yeah. And it's, but it's like a, a trap to, like, bring Zoro in. But Zoro's, he's always got, like you said, he's always got something behind the back. Right. And he's got the, he's got the love of the people. He's got yeah. the love, but uh, it was, I think it was a trap to, to, so they could follow him. Yes. So they could follow him back home. Yes. Because, they, yeah, they, they, he's like, uh... What's it? Zoro's like, oh, you'll kill these innocent men to to tr- try to trap me. He's like, I'll kill the whole world if I yeah, have to. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, you'll kill three men just to get me. I would kill a hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's like, oh, he thinks it's that, but that like, that whole scene, like, it's ridiculous to think like Anthony Hopkins is out there fucking. I know. Springboarding handstand flips and all this shit. Yeah. But when you're watching it, you don't think of it. it's like, oh, it's not Anthony Hopkins. Like, look at Zoro fucking go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, it gives you like. And it gives you Alejandro and his brother as kids. Yep. I thought it was cool that he gave it to the brother. Yeah, the brother showed more heroic tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. he was the one who looked out for him. He was, even in death, he did. Even in death, yeah. yeah. And so Alejandro is, like, you were even saying, like, you you start your, your protagonist at zero. Mm-hmm. And there was no one starting at less than zero than Alejandro. Alejandro. He was the lowest on the totem pole. Yep. Um, and, it, yeah, it was, it was very cool. Uh, it, but then from there, I'll admit... It does slow down, yeah. In the first, in the first act, I'd get, say the first third of the movie. Gotta get all that, that yeah. juicy story and backstory and there, everything. Yeah, in there. I feel like there's a there was a lot of Anthony Hopkins Zorro that we maybe didn't need as much. If oh, it ended, fair. if it ended with uh, with them burning his house down, right? I feel like that would have been the perfect way, like area to just cut straight to Alejandro. But I think they kept it a little longer. I think, yeah, I think what they could have done is really, ugh, that, so, yeah, there's a lot of, there's it a lot dra- of stuff it, you could cut yeah. out. Like, yeah, like, what, what would you cut out? Uh, like, it would have gone right from the house fire to, I would have started it at the house fire. I wouldn't even start it with the Zorro stuff. Mm. I would have let the reputation of Zorro speak for him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, like, because he's, he's, t- he's talking to because he's basically telling his baby what he did. So he's, yeah. t- he's recapping what we already saw. Or like, you could, or you do it that way. You like, you have it as a, like, he's like just, a background a, to, he's you're just telling it to a story, baby. right? Yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to him telling the story. So it's like, you make that like a three-minute thing where it's like, oh, Zoro is... But the chain thing does relate to no, Alejandro it, later It on. does, but I think like... And the fry, the, t- the friar? Friar, yeah. There sets up a lot of character. There's a lot of character set up. Ugh. I know. Yeah, that's a tough part. I still think you're right that the first Zoro scene, as cool as it was, could have been shortened if mm-hmm. you really wanted to put the non-Zoro stuff. Right. Like, you didn't have to like have Don... What, Don whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh... Go to his boy, like, you are my loyalist friend. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Because then that guy was barely involved. Like, yeah, and he's like, oh. But then there was also no real turn. It's like, you would have thought, like, oh, the evil thing is he'd kill all these guys who were not loyal to him. Right. But it's like, nah, bro, we're just going to buy stuff. Yeah. It's like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, move along. The evil kind of came later when they're just, like, when they got desperate. Right. It's like, you have to, like, this guy was apparently exiled. Yeah. So why doesn't he just take out the boys who let him get exiled? 
Right, like all yeah. the other dons he made, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, instead he kind of, like, tries to get them back on his side. Mm-hmm. I, I'll admit, I wasn't a big fan of his plan. Yeah, it's kind of... Like, oh, we're going to buy the area that we're going to buy right this now. part of California, yeah. It's like... But the idea of using someone else's someone else's gold, selling someone else's right. like stat, like that's I think is pretty good. Yeah, and and I think that's where the where the evil kind of comes in because yeah. he's willing to do anything to sort of stop them from finding out. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the thing is like it, it this thing this is a game of t- tiddling wings here with the with the story. Oh, where you <laughs> you think you just pull a straw and everything is fine. Mm. But you pull the wrong straw and all the marbles fall. Mm. Like, and you're thinking, like, with the intro, like, how could you make it shorter without with still introducing all these characters, setting yeah. forth all these things, and with the like the medallion and everything, like, you could have set it up as, yeah, I, you could either set it up only as the as like Alejandro and his brother talking about it mm-hmm. and making it like bigger and grander than what it was. Yeah, no, they, I actually. It's I hard because we. It's I, hard. We I would just take away like, take felt out. like it was yeah. slow, but. I think just like the. Maybe it's like an aliens thing, where like you know the first hour is just forty minutes is right. just all set up and then. And then you just go right after. Because it is kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, not completely. Devoid of action though, because when you. But even would have... you add something, or would you just keep it taken away? Like, would you say like, I if you I take away this story beat? Yeah. Would you then add something else, or would you be like that? Just it just needs to kind of tighten it up a little. I think it could just be tightened, like edited a little tighter. Okay. I think everything that's there, I, I appreciate the purpose of it, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I think it's, um, yeah, I just think that it was a little too slow, and the pacing could have been fixed with like editing, tighter okay. editing, um, because I thought the introduction to adult Alejandro and his mm-hmm. brother, I thought was really good. Right. Um, and it, cause it kind of shows like, his brother being the the real badass one. Yeah. His brother being the hero to sacrifice Like, he would have made a great Zoro too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then it sets up Captain Love and uh, Alejandro's arc to gain vengeance. Yeah. But then I think from there, does it go straight to... No, then it goes to old Zoro getting out of prison, right? Yeah, so... Which I feel that scene was too long. See, that's... I feel like it, that would have been a great intro to, like, a sequel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if we spent the first movie with old Zorro. Yeah. Like if, if, if old Zorro was a story that these two brothers were talking about on the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to the to prison, um, that would have been kind of a funny like framing device. Mm-hmm. And then Zorro two, Electric Zoroloo, uh, comes out with uh, with the intro as the like I yeah like actually that prison scene makes no sense. Right of the of the Don going in there like who's Zoro? Right. It's like he's dead. Like in your eyes, he's dead. You thought yeah. There's yeah. no reason. Why would you even think he's alive? Right. You like you heard him back then. Yeah. He has no will to live now. Right. Why Why do you even care? So I, I yeah I had no idea what he was doing there and then also he like looked at him right in the face and because he had an eye and like an eye patch <laughs> yeah, he didn't recognize him. Although this movie's full of like flimsy disguises, yeah, I know. but like it that was kind of just like. It, it didn't. It didn't serve any purpose. I thought. No, I think the way you do that scene instead of ha- having him like check fifteen people and doing the "I am Spartacus" business. Yeah. Uh, you just show. Uh, it showed a little bit of craftiness, but no, honestly, you could have. You could have showed him. You could have shown Anthony Hopkins in a prison cell. Yeah. And one of the guards goes, "Oh, we gotta shape up. Don Raphael's back." Yeah. And that's like, okay, now I'm good to go. 
Yeah, and then you could have it from Plans when he motion. breaks out, when he kills that one guard, mm-hmm. you know, hurts his own leg and gets out that. Yeah. That could have been the, the introduction. You didn't yeah. need the whole lineup and, I, we are all Zoro. Right. Like, you didn't need that. You fool, I, yeah. am, I am Zoro. I yeah. haven't showered in 60 years. Exactly. I look nothing like the man. Like, there's a, bl- uh, uh, the the black, black guy. guy. <laughs> it's like, who are you fooling, my guy? You know? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> my man, like... Uh, but uh, but then from there, you even have like when Don Ra- when Don Raphael is like introduced again, right? But it's like he, there's no character more reintroduced. Than yeah, that guy. exactly. Like I, I don't, that scene also didn't do much for me either, because you reintroduce him, and I guess it introduces Elena. I guess that's the important thing. I don't think the political speech was smart. No, it's stupid. Like that was a kind of a dumb setup. Yeah, I think you could just have him walk on to the shore, and then like. Cause, yeah, because like he he like puts his the dons on blast. Like they didn't look out for these these people of uh, Mexico, California. Yeah, and then he and wants then, to work with them, and he's gonna not do anything. What like it didn't kill make sense. them? Yeah, it didn't make sense. <laughs> like right. have your boy like kill them, and then it also that served to kind of slow things down. It did, yeah. You know, um, and then it, I think from there we cut to Alejandro, mm-hmm. who's drunk uh, and trying to and about to kill Captain Love. Yeah, and then that's how they meet. Where yeah, Zora, where Diego kind of notices the medallion, and then yeah, we shouldn't like. And I think from there, I think we're we're pretty good. Yeah, as far as the pacing. Yeah, because you could you you could see like Captain Love is like Zoro could be. Yeah, it's yeah, it, tighter editing would help. Like, there's small things that could be done that really won't take anything away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we should really. It's thirty three, thirty three minutes. We should get into like some of the some of that action. Moves. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the sword fights first. Sword fights, well, wiling out, bugging. First of all, shot very well, very with good. a great mix of like dynamic, like close ups to show expressions of the characters, like uh, like mo- like moving like wide shots as he goes like throughout the set piece and interacts with multiple when he, yeah. if he's fighting multiple people you see the camera will move a lot more what i liked about it is that it was they obviously built these stages mm-hmm. for, for this fight scene but it looks like it's a real place mm-hmm. so they now have this set where they could put cameras and like kind of control the action and control what they see instead of if they did like if they went to a real mexican villa and shot there like you could only be locked into a certain spot yeah. like yeah. you could have the action coming towards you or going away from you Right. Which it's more interesting having it come towards you. Yeah, and, and speaking of like coming towards you and away from you, they do a good job of like they'll start off with two people, you know, like one guy, in the, player one on the left, player two on the right, right. And then by the end of it, dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah, and it's cool because then yeah. you get a nice dramatic showdown first, yeah. but then they'll rotate it when and you'll have a guy like again the someone's taking the advantage and they're moving towards the camera. Yep, and then they switch the verticality of it, and then they'll show like a nice wide shot. And give you like a, a few good seconds of just pure uh, choreography. Yeah. And what's great about the choreography is that they keep, for the most part, with the flavor of like you know the hand on the hip, like aha. Yeah, they you really know, go like rapier. Heavy, like, rapier. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, they do make it cinematic. You know, yeah. in that there are wide swings that you know no one would ever do. You know, like yeah. a rapier is is a is like, a weapon where you're going for a little. It's, it's finesse. by a thousand cuts. It's yeah. finesse. It's like yeah. you don't automatically kill someone with a rapier. Right. You have to like really sink it in there. Yeah, it, it's, it's to nick you. It's, it's to nick you, and yeah. or to go to like for a straight stab. But that's not fun to watch. No. So and that's 
and so they they took liberties where it was necessary to make it a fun fight scene while maintaining the flavor yeah. that of the of the place and time yeah. that they were set in. Yeah, because if you use like a broadsword or anything like a heavy sword, like yeah. you have two hands, it's right. like oh, I'm putting all my emotions. And into this. every now and then, Captain Love did do that. Right, he, he lost his cool, he lost his and cool. then he lost his footing, and, and then he lost exactly. Then he, lost the he, he paid for it. He paid right. for it. But like when they're in control, it is a very like the footwork is very like. It's step heavy, step mm-hmm. like it's it's dancing, like a lunge forward or step yeah, back, step back, yeah. yeah. But like their hands is where it is. Like you could kind of like that's the magic is like when you see how fast their hands are moving, yeah. like and then you you see like the defensive techniques as they switch into an offensive yeah. technique. It's like you'll like lunge forward, get back, instant, and then like yeah. he'll even like twist his wrist one way mm. to kind of move the blade out, and then so he could swing. Yeah, it's like whoa, this is so fast, right? So fast, so, so furious. So it's... <laughs> It's, it's pretty fast, I'm going to say it. A little too furious. Gets on that, hits that red line. <laughs> you got cool, like, disarmings. Yeah. You know, you got cool, like, kind of, like uh, beats where they sw- are able to switch positions. Yeah. And there's so much to make. Because there's a lot of, like, fencing fight scenes that are just very boring to watch. Because it's just two people, like, looking like tea kettles. And just yeah, like, oh. I think the thing is, you're, you're right. It, it also, if there's more emotional stakes to it, the fencing fight looks much better mm. like because i was thinking like anigo montoya and the six finger man yeah. like that was a fencing scene but there's so much so much, so much behind it. it yeah and that's another thing that this action does well like we, we i felt us both like sit up oh yeah we were both and like... stand at attention <laughs> yeah when it when it shows the the close-up like a like a real western mm. uh between love and 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 zoro at the end when zoro takes his sword out and the light shimmers off of it <laughs> <laughs> boy oh damn that's so good yeah man they, so good that what in that moment you you feel like all the the hate between these two yep. and you're you know this fight's ready to go it, it had like that final like oh my god it's so like it's so weird because we've definitely like done movies that have more set up action than sure. this and more like complicated uh patterned out action but like the simple things that this movie does mm-hmm. Which is hand to hand combat blows some of those things out of the water. Yeah. Like you look at like Tomorrow War, where oh. it's like they fall out of the fucking sky yeah. because of this, and then they have to do this, but the aliens shoot shit out their back, and then they have to work this way. Yes, the aliens looked fucking cool. They did. But that flash of light of Zoro's sword, mm. I was more blows hyped about that. Yeah, more for sure. For sure. 100%. Um, and that actually just reminded me when you mentioned sci fi. That's the movie I wanted to compare this to, where you feel like there's been a whole show right. um, before, uh, like, the, you know, there's a whole show before this movie even starts. Mm-hmm. That's what the first Star Wars feels like. Okay, yeah. And uh, when you talk about that last fight at the end between De La Vega and, and Raphael, and this kind of cut between these two sword fights, that other fight is Obi-Wan versus Vader. Yeah, very true. You know? Yeah, very true. And uh, and even though, like, you this is, like, the first time they're actually meeting each other in the movie, you know that there's this big history behind it yeah and that's how that's how it felt anytime those two were on the screen together yeah like it it was the tension was palpable yeah it was it was like like even like even with like the chemistry between every actor every actor it was so wild yeah that like i feel like everybody had to be screen test together Uh, right to be like this ain't gonna work if like like these two had to have seething but respectful hatred for each other yeah these two have to like they just want to Fuck. <laughs> yeah. right, and let's and let's actually talk about my favorite sword fight okay. in the movie as we transition into the last step that I think this movie does well. Sexy which, fights. 
Well, sexy fights into just the romance in general. Okay. Right? So, first of all, that X-rated sex scene that we saw, that unadulterated, like, <laughs> hardcore sex scene yeah. that we saw between Zoro and Elena. Elena. Right? That fight, uh, there's, like, a couple of breakdowns on YouTube on, like, that fight to, and why that fight scene is just, like, so well-crafted and why it, like, just mirrors, a, like, a, like, a love scene. Right. So strongly. And it just from, like, the way the pacing kind of escalates, how they feel each other out, how it does so much for both of their characters, yeah. you know, and, like, where they kind of see each other. And, because, uh, you know, it, like, first it sets her up, where it's like, okay, she's not, it sets up the conflict easily. He has something she wants. Right. He wants to leave, and she doesn't want to let him, right? Right. So she goes out right at the back, you know, he gives a little test swing, she whacks it, cause, and she reveals she's had some training. Right. Right? Yeah, he's like, I'm, I, I know I'm doing more, like, he's, does a normal guy thing when he fights a girl. It's like, too, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not, like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, yeah, like, uh, I, I don't right. have time to give you the yeah. proper instruction. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly what he yeah. said. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know what, you know what, girly, I'll see you later. Right. But then she won't let him go. She won't let him go. And she kind of shows her, her skills and that she corners him. And then there's this moment where she cuts his shirt. And then, there, you know, it's like, okay, we're doing this. Okay. And then he, he, he takes off his, <laughs> his cape and hat. She takes off. And obviously this, the, 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 undertones are there right. because their chemistry is so good but it's also just kind of like a respect thing as like two swordsmen what do you think was a better dance scene that mm. scene or the actual literal dance, dance scene, scene that they had the actual pasa doble yeah um well I, i'm partial to this one because it had swords right but it was it's a great it's a great mirror though yeah. it's the same thing right exactly that's going yeah. on they're both yeah but uh, she's trying to figure out how she feels about this guy yeah and when he asks her for something more spirited in, in the Pasa Doble versus, like, the lame-ass, like, Viennese waltz that everyone, the box shot that everyone <laughs> yeah. was doing. Um, you the one-two. Right, the one-two. You kind of feel this, like, sensual energy that these pompous nobles, like, don't have for they her. Got, they ain't got it. Right. Like, the kids on the street got it. It's right, exactly. <laughs> and it's cool because it, ma- it, like, makes everyone else uncomfortable. Right. Much like a scene like that would. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of mirrored in the fight scene where... She, they're both trying to... She knows this is the same bandit, and she knows that that attraction was there, but she's really trying to see, like, what this guy's made of. Yeah. Right? And vice versa. And and so you'll see that the fight gets more... And as he starts stealing kisses, that's <laughs> when shit gets turned up. Because yep. then she gets angry. Right. Her technique slips, right? But... She starts leaving, like, something open. It, op- like, it in opens, her, yeah. And, like, uh, he, he uses it as a... Uh, like a psychological psychological he also like slips up her clothes yeah and like with that if you think about it in a real sword fight those would have been killing blows Mm -hmm. because he's right so he establishes his his victory yeah while at the same time being like but shot a yeah (laughs) be about it (laughs) hey yo well be about it you know (laughs) but uh yeah and um you know, this ain't this ain't the only sword I'm trying to poke you with you know what I'm saying but uh that's why it's not on Disney plus that's right that's right yeah (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's, um, as, as the fight escalates and, like, you, you see her, you see she gets more fired up because of what he's doing. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it serves two purposes. From the fighting standpoint, he's making her let her guard down. Mm-hmm. But she, but it, it kind of backfires when she, when it really lets him have it, he loses his sword. Right, yeah. Right? But on the other hand, he's also, you know, he's, ma- he's macking. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his thing. And she's... Trying to, she's like uh, coyly like refusing him by fighting harder, but at the same time that passion is showing itself through. Very sure, yeah. You know? Until at the end when you have the per- he he you know cuts her clothes up, and 
at that point they they almost eat each other's faces right yeah it, it is it's a yeah a like, big blowout yeah it's it's a it, huge payoff because you know you can have that in the middle of the ex, the actual action scene mm-hmm. so it is this big payoff to this sexual chemistry it's it's the season four of the office where jim yeah Pan. yeah uh, <laughs> it's just like it's this moment where that like this is the only place where it can happen mm-hmm. because there's so much because we're gonna be locking people in cages about to blow them up. Yeah. So it would be very awkward <laughs> to do that in. Yep. To which I have to say, it's just, they're in wood cages. Yeah, yo, you did not let this go. <laughs> I did not let it go, because I was like, if we could just focus, instead of waving our hands in the air, to just pushing them out in front of us, mm-hmm. we could solve our problems. Take matters into your own hands. Yeah. Just fix it. Like, don't be a part of Maybe the problem. Maybe they were so emaciated. Emaciated? emaciated? Ah, but I still, like, still. Even yeah. if you're... If you're, if there's more of you, if they have enough effort to call for help, they had enough in them to. If you could, if you could yell for help, you could help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that little was, look into my childhood. When right? you see them like blowing off those like little padlocks, yeah, not very strong. No, like they're there, like she's she runs up there with a fucking like pistol, yeah, the, the, the yeah. flintlocks, and yeah, she like flintlocks, <laughs> and just shoots it. It's like no, that's not no, how it would work. Wouldn't have done it. That wouldn't have done like, it. That, but that bullet would have broke up. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you clipped at least half those kids in their cages. Like, yes, but like that—that that much you can be sure of. Um, would Elena get the? Uh, I was. I've been. I I've been trying to wrestle with that. So. I don't think so either. I don't think maybe. What, in the, what's Elena's goal in this movie? I don't think she has one. Right. Exactly. She's think, an. She's literally just an object. I feel like she. Yeah. She. She. Object. Maybe a stronger. I feel like That's she's. True. Maybe. She, I feel like she's. A passenger, yeah, to the fact that she does not know who her real father is. Mm-hmm. She does not know who Zoro is. She does not know who, like half these, all these people keep on. She doesn't know what her what happened to her mother. Mm-hmm. Like she just has everything kind of like revealed to her. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it really gave her any agency to be like out there, like being inquisitive. Right. She, she has ne- her strong moments as a character. Right. Like that fight scene, like the Pasadena. Yeah. But it's all. Like everything's in the name of romance for her. Yeah. Like she she is only kind of defined based on her relationship to Zoro or to Zoro. To Zoro. Yeah. To, Zor- <laughs> to, to, to both Zoros. Zoros. Yeah. I think it's really like tight writing that they are able to f- establish both yeah. Zoros to have this connection to Elena. I feel like she, I mean she is compassionate. Like she yeah. you know saved Anthony Hopkins Zoro while she also stepped in the way of like she like tried to. Uh, do what her mother did yeah, yeah to save her to even save her adoptive father yeah like, yeah that guy's a, a monster right but she's still like like he's still he raised her he raised her you yeah. know so she only knows him as as a kind father up until this one really shitty week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like but yeah it's i like oh, oh I, another I, great scene though that we should mention before we step off of elena sure that confession scene oh so sexy so very <laughs> sexy very funny right you know it's like, uh, oh, I have broken the fourth commandment. She's like, you killed someone? It's like, <laughs> like that's not the fourth one. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I, I dishonored my father. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that scene was really but, funny in that, you know, and it's very swashbuckly. Of, yeah. of, uh, I think that that goes to the star. It's Antonio mm-hmm. Banderas is char- uh, charisma. Like, oh. He is like just unbottled charisma oh. just you, you, like it's unreal i would follow him into battle like, yeah, I would... <laughs> all right yeah yeah man. yeah man and it's it's well written i thought uh, it was it was do a you good know break. he played robert downey jr's father-in-law in dr doolittle 
in that movie Doolittle. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, I would have had to watch Doolittle. You would not want to watch so. Doolittle. I'm I'm not I I, I, I haven't I, for that reason. I watched it. So you did. It, I did. It was cuz it's on HBO Max. Uh-huh. Um it's really sad. Oh. As in all these famous people did this movie. Mm. It's pretty sad. Damn. Oh, <laughs> it's, man. A dragon farts because it has bagpipes in its butthole. There's a dragon in it? There's a dragon in it. Jeez. It's upsetting. Everything's sort of a step Tom up. Holland, John Cena. John Cena's in it? John Cena plays a, a polar bear? Oh, he's like voices it? Yeah, he voices it. Oh, okay. No, he, oh, he plays a polar bear, and Kamel Nanjiani plays a gorilla. Hmm. Yeah, and Tom Holland plays a dog. It's a lot of Marvel guys. It is a lot of Marvel guys. Yeah. Octavia Spencer plays a duck. Jeez. Yeah. How did they get these like A-list people to do this? I don't know, but I know it's money. <laughs> yeah. Well, B-list, I'd say, for like Kamel and Tina, but like... Yeah. They're getting up there for they're sure. They're going up, yeah. They're, they're on the way up. But... Yeah. I think it's a lot. It's just really bad. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. I wouldn't even do it for this show. No. Like, it has no like that. value to me. Damn. Like that's how that's how bad it is. Yeah. Where it doesn't have any like humorous value to it. It's one of those things where, you, where if we were to watch it ten years from now, it would be like you talk about that that second kind of bad where it's just not interesting. It's just like not interesting at all. Yeah. Like it's it's dull. Yeah. It's Damn. it's like getting it's getting stabbed in the head with a pen cover. Who paid for this movie to happen? Because just to have Robert Downey Jr. in it alone, Warner Brothers is like the cost of making a Doolittle movie. He's cost like seventy five million dollars. Yeah, like, like you right could make a bat. you could make a good Doolittle movie for less than that. They did with Eddie yeah, Murphy. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I know they did it twice. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, I don't know how good the sequel is, but I, I was I, better than that. I was a child. Yeah. But the first Doctor Doolittle, that's yeah. good Eddie Murphy. But Antonio Banderas was good in it. Oh, okay. And, like the three minutes he's there, and he plays he's an like, actual human. Yeah, he plays a human. Mm. He's like, "You, uh, you married my daughter, yeah. and she died, and I'm mad at you." Oh, okay. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, grieving is tough. No, I get that. Yeah. But yeah, back to this movie. Like, he's <laughs> fantastic. Like yeah. him and Anthony Hopkins. I mean, a duo I did not expect to like. Speaking of Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Hopkins in this movie is like. <laughs> You know how they say, you know how they say, like, yo, uh, Tony Stark was almost going to be played by Nicolas Cage? And I like, yeah. Or, or like, you know, or Superman was almost Nicolas Cage. Or, yeah. like, pretty much, you know, it's like, like those what if castings. Yeah. Like, oh, if somebody just didn't have that other movie to Tom do. Tom Cruise was going to be Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, like that whole thing. Yeah. That's what Anthony Hopkins, it, Anthony Hopkins as, as the first Zorro, it's like one of those bizarro dimensions where Nicolas Cage was Superman and Tom Cruise was. Robert and was Iron Man. Yeah, like that's the and where it's like it works, but it works very well. But it's like I feel like there's a there's a universe where they got like the perfect casting for Diego de la Vega, and then <laughs> they, they're talking about the movie right now. They're like, did you know Anthony Hopkins almost played this guy? Right, and it was like, what? I can't see that. Like you know, we got that version. <laughs> <laughs> and again, he kills it because it's Sir Anthony Hopkins. The crazy thing is, I think, like. This is like the loosest I've seen Hopkins. Yeah, like he's so loose in this. Like, but he's so groovy. He is so good. Like, cause like, and you and you hear like all things about like Anthony Hopkins. Like, oh, you can't like laugh on set the first day he works with you. Is that true? Like that was like one of yeah, the big like, things. Oh, he's yeah. like he's very serious. He has to get into the character, and then you mm. could start like could kind of interacting with him. Mm. But he's like he's very. But like this, it's like. He's just out here goofing. Yeah. He's just goofing around. He's charming. He's just out there being a sweetheart. He's doing these yeah. things on a rope. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, yeah. The rope work. <laughs> the in rope work. <laughs> so but also, he's, you were saying about his kind of chemistry with Antonio Banderas. Yep. 
Oh yeah, like the, like it's it is like, no, I wouldn't say father and son or older, but it's like kind of like close uncle, friend, younger friend, closer uncle, yeah, yeah, younger kid. It's like it's like oh no, like mm-hmm. don't don't do that. It's mm-hmm. like hey, that's my daughter. You're talking to. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Yeah. Although he seemed very cool with the whole, I think con- anybody concept, but yeah. like, white. but like the fake father, the fake father and vanilla white guy. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, I mean I would, I would. It's Antonio Banderas. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> cool with it. But, uh... Um, hmm. Fifty-one minutes in. What are we forgetting? The rating. The rating. Oh, to I talk mean, about. To talk mean? about. Yeah, because I mean I think this is such a fun. Like it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Even the sequel is on Amazon as well. Uh, I think... Which, to my memory, is inferior in a lot of ways. Fair enough. I mean, most sequels... To my sequel, memory. Most sequels are... It's the rule of sequels. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the thing is with this movie, it's... It seems like... Like, this and The Mummy, which would be basically be our last two reviews, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, like... It, 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 it kind of signaled, the, a di- like, a dying yeah. of a great era of, like specifically on like not heavy cgi because mm. yeah like at the end of 99 i mean the march of 99 the matrix came out but like yeah but it's not like these huge set pieces like they think like once phantom menace came out and it's like most of it could be cgi most of it could be in right. a green room right it's like that kind of signaled the end of like phantom menace was sort yeah exactly yeah. phantom menace was really what closed the it's like once star that. wars didn't do sets mm. it's like this ended an era because a lot of people took a lot of inspiration off Star Wars. Yeah, but like, and I'm not saying that like, Mascazaro is like a pillar of the film community or like action itself, but it should be. I was about to say, is like, it, it not? should be like, <laughs> it should be looked at more favorable than like just only on Amazon Prime. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like yeah. it should be out there. Like they should like. Well, they did the Mummy dirty too. The Mummy's only on HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah, you know, I, I like these movies should be like more accessible because it's. So much fun. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like now I'm the old guy. My dad is... What I'm probably thinking about adventure movies like this is probably what my dad thought about westerns. Because my dad, every night, my dad still watches westerns. Yeah. And and I'm watching it, and I'm just like... show him Zorro? Like, yo, what's up? My dad... Oh, your dad probably saw Zorro. My dad's... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He he probably saw it with me, and if I remember correctly, my parents love Zorro. Yeah. I mean, Zorro's such a fun character. Yeah. I, I like I mean I wasn't really a big Zorro fan growing up because I wasn't really exposed to Zorro up until this mm-hmm. moment like ninety eight but like yeah I mean he's inspired a lot of the characters I like yeah the yeah. the connection between him and Batman yo tell me how they did two or three like things in this movie that the Dark Knight straight up lifted <laughs> they did that dinner scene where they're like oh this messed man he's a menace yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and well anyone that's gonna wear a cape is uh, not all there yeah they didn't they they just stopped themselves long enough from saying you either die a hero yeah <laughs> or you have to see I'm a villain they did the flaming the the huge like fire uh, the symbol fire, the symbol yeah to show that he's back like if Christopher Nolan like I would like. Christopher Nolan is not that kind of filmmaker, mm. but like, just imagine like if The Dark Knight was a little bit more fun, like this, a little more campy, a little bit more campy, like yeah. not like Batman and Robin campy, but like, right, a little just a little more fun, yeah, a little, a little more loose, a little bit more loose, lighthearted, yeah, not like oh, they're selling drugs to kids, they're teddy bears, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it, it's so dramatic that it's fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, that's so extra. 
Right. But it's, like, it's, it's, mel- it's melodramatic. It's like the explosions had tiger roars and yeah! panther grunts. Yo, what sound editing genius came up with that? It's it's so cool because like I mean, because what's great is like when wood like breaks or like gets blown up, it makes weird sounds. Like mm-hmm. it could make like a twisting sound or yeah. a snapping sound. But yeah. then like, why wouldn't it make this sound? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking why not? It's almost like the whoosh of the fire. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> like I mean, I guess that fire would be pretty ferocious, you know. But nah, it was it's the heart of Mexico taking back its land. Yeah. Also, it's total adventure trope of like the final um, set piece being like exploding at the yeah. end. It's like, did you even ha- go on an adventure if that doesn't happen? Well, yeah, well, you even said it. Like once they showed the mines, like, well, there's where it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, you might yeah. as well just have ending here in I, Yeah, right? But that said, it's good to yeah. showcase that. They even yeah. said, they even, oh, they foreshadowed it with mm-hmm. the Captain Love saying two, uh, two Ooh, men, one death. Great deaths. catch to, for you to notice yeah. that. Oof. Ooh, boy. Yeah, it's a, this movie's good. It's so good. This movie's good. I think if the third act was maybe a little tighter, mm. I'm mean, sorry, the first, first act, act was maybe a little tighter, I would put it right up there with The Mummy. Um, I think this just misses out. Yeah. Yeah, it's like because right we, we were very high on the mummy, uh, because it does click, mm-hmm. it does go very fast. Uh, so okay, what do you what do you give the mask of? I would s- give the mask s- of s- Zorro. <laughs> you put an extra swipe in there. I don't know how to write these. <laughs> I just did a square. <laughs> uh, I would give this movie an eight. An eight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. An eight is a perfect score for this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's just on the cusp of being like an all-time great, right? In our eyes, which we usually give like a. Nine. This is a second ballot Hall, Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, and if you don't catch that sports reference, um, so when they put out the Hall of Fame ballot, mm-hmm. people go in first. Ba- like Goodfellas, first, first ballot, first ballot, Terminator yeah. Two, first ballot, oh, yeah. Ghostbusters, oh, Die yeah. Hard, first ballot. But then it's like all these other guys they don't get the right percentage mm-hmm. they don't get that 75 <laughs> they don't get 75% of the vote so you know what wait wait till next year mm. uh, second ballot maybe second ballot second ballot so the year we watched maybe maybe if we go back to it it would hit a little different Mascazoro? Mascazoro. I think because the last to it. I mean like if we watch it next year we'll be like oh, oh you oh. know what's a fun movie if we get like the guys over for D&D and like oh let's watch a movie yeah. watch Mask of Zorro it's like it hits different though. yeah yeah and, and it's one of those things, like, we're, we're running out of time, so we can't really get into it, that, like, now that we are playing uh, oh, D&D yeah. every couple of weeks, it's very hard not to look in an adventure and <laughs> just kind of see, like, when he does something really nimble, it's like, oh, you rolled a high dexterity yeah. check. Or when he gets, when he, when it's his, when his horse, like, he's proficient in inspiration. He's proficient in this, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's cool, because, you know, D&D is sort of about creating your own hero to go on an adventure with. Yeah. And it's cool to see how these archetypes, like, what they're what they're kind of spread out is yeah it's it's fun fucking zorro man fucking zorro dude fucking zorro yeah also if you want to i know i've, I've said it before but patrick h williams did a video specifically I'm, on zorro i'm gonna watch it when I uh home. it is also fucking cool i'm gonna really watch that guy it. is uh, he makes great videos he makes great videos i know he's been working he uh he's gonna has like yeah, it was like it's a weird thing where he made like like a mini series within his reviews, mm. but he's doing the season finale of it on the streaming service Nebula. Which oh, it's okay. like two dollars a month, right? So I might get that when it comes out. He like made a legit movie. 
cool. Like a full like hour and a half. He's long. a real student of the game when it comes to like real film filmmaking. Real? Yeah. From New oh, he's a literal student. He's a literal of the game. student. Yeah, he's a, he literally went to film school. Uh, yep. So that will do it. Yeah. I think that, that's that's the shoot, my bang, guy. Bang, that's a wow. Yeah, that's the whip, which he only used once <laughs> to slap Antonio. Yeah. Guitars. No, I think. I oh, think he, he got the Diego game. used it a few times. Yeah. I think Antonio only used, used it once. once. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that first time they used the whip to get all those guns to shoot that Yeah, guy. yeah, that was great. <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah, You're kill like, that oh, fucking guy. Kill that guy. Um, yes, that is the shoot. As always, guys, you can hit us up on Twitter. Are we, do we have any other adventures coming up? Or are we going to start pivoting from here? I think that's the fun of the adventure. You never know when you it's never over. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this we might get that fourth act, uh, <laughs> like modern that modern adventure movie fourth let act me, going. Let me just check something. Um, this will be the first weekend of September, mm. so we could start an early spooky season. Oh, or a segue to spooky season. Segue to spooky season, and then honestly, Curse of the Black Pearl is a good segue yeah. from adventure to, to sort of horror, and then you can if go there, into if there's the one a, that we saw if today. there's a somehow a way to make it like sep way into a uh, spooky season. Like Wember, segue, yeah, but spelled oh, with like September Terrible. in there. Terrible. <laughs> Then we'll do it. Yeah. But, yeah. If you have a better combination of those words, you can let us know on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, something, if you want a shirt or something, go to tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast with the D. The D. Uh, in that case, um, look over there at them, them hills. Oh, who can that be? It's gotta be. Out of the night when the full moon is bright. Comes a horseman known as Zorro. This bold renegade carves a sea with his blade, a sea that stands for Zorro.